This is the Sleeper Hold Podcast. Welcome to the Sleeper Hole Podcast, where there's no disqualification on the topics and falls count anywhere. I am your host, Priest, and today we got a pretty neat one for you, as well as I just want to talk a little bit about what's been going on in the WWE. Now, we now have the brand extension, and of course, we have Heath Slater still not signed with anybody, but we have so many other great things going on. Sasha Banks is now the women's champion. We have Finn Balor going up against Seth Rollins for the Universal title. We have Dolph Ziggler going up against Dean Ambrose for his WWE World Heavyweight title. We also have uh, Randy Orton versus Brock Lesnar. Can't forget that one, which Randy Orton made the first strike, the first blood, if you would like to call it that, where he came to Raw and snuck in and delivered an RKO during the promo by Paul Heyman while... Brock Lesnar was sitting in the middle of the ring. Well, standing, but you know what I mean. And so it was really a lot of interesting things going on, and it's just going to keep getting better. Both shows are doing a phenomenal job. I really am enjoying what we are seeing so far. I have to give a lot of props to them. You know, the one thing I have to say, though, is I have a feeling it's going to be starting out strong with Raw more so. Raw is going to have a lot more elevation and strength because they do have three hours but as i'm seeing smackdown is doing the slow but steady development with a lot of their crew by having like apollo Crews in there and everything else so they're going to be building up and building up until we finally see it really hit a pinnacle point where smackdown's going to sneak in and they're really going to be very dominant here soon it's going to take them time because they only have two hours instead of three per show But right now, they're making those two hours really count, so I have to give them a lot of props. So, that's all I have to say about that. You know, SummerSlam's coming up. It's going to be exciting. We're going to have a lot about that. There's a lot of things that are going to be in the works here, not only with Sleeper Hold, but with, you know, the whole wrestling world as a whole. So, I'm really looking forward to a lot of this. But today, we're going to talk about just one simple thing, something that... I kind of feel like should be pointed out to a lot of people who don't know. It's kind of near and dear to my heart because I have a lot of respect for it. And that's the men and women who have served the military. Now, unfortunately, on my list, all I really have are the men who have served in the military that have also been wrestlers. But I'm sure there are some women out there as well. But let's go ahead. We're going to talk about this. Um, The reason why this is near and dear to my heart is I have a lot of friends and family in the military I also was one who tried to join into the military, but because of my knees and how bad of a condition they are in, I was pretty much turned down right at the door because they felt that I wouldn't even make it through basic, even though I wanted to look at them and say, try me. My determination will not let me give up. But, you know, it is what it is. So here I am now for you, and I'm going to make sure I go through this list. We're going to talk about a few of them, as well as give some honorable mentions, and we're going to have a lot of fun with this. So without further ado, let's go ahead and salute and give our thanks 
the brave men who have served in the military and inside the squared circle. Oh, you didn't know? Well, let me tell you right here that the road dog, Jesse James, was actually in the United States Marine Corps back in 1986. He was already a wrestler and established, but he decided to go ahead and try with the Marine Corps, and he was there for, I believe, about a year before he decided to go ahead and come back into the squared circle. But, you know, he served his time, he did what he had to do, he tried, and I have a lot of respect for the man, just like I have a lot of respect for this next man, which is the guy who started out the whole We the People. We're talking about the great veteran Zeb Coulter. Now, he plays as a veteran in the ring and everything else, but the truth is, he actually is a veteran. He served in the United States Army in the 25th Infantry during the Vietnam War. Zeb has seen the sight of battle, and he actually is a great man for that. His gimmick may not always be one that we like, but if there's one thing that you definitely should do, is tell him thank you for the time he served in the military just like the rest of these people that we are talking about. One that most people do know as well is Jesse the Body Ventura. You know, he's been with Minnesota as a political figure and everything else, but he also has served in the United States Navy, and he was a UDT frogman. Now, you may not know what that is, but let me just put it this way. It's a group that was separate for a while there, but now eventually did merge into what we know as the SEALs. So he actually, in my opinion, is right up there with what we see as the SEALs now, even though technically they were separate back then. Um, During the Vietnam War, he was stationed in the Philippines. Now, Ventura, he is one who I think, just from seeing how his personality is, he would probably, like Zeb Coulter, talk a little bit about his experiences but definitely has seen some interesting stuff. Because the Vietnam War, those vets that came from that, they really did not get much of a warm welcome back home. And that's a shame. They should have gotten a respectful welcome. And I feel like this is my chance to tell them, hey, thank you for what you did. Other people back then may not have known it. Other people back then may not have respected it. But this is coming from me, yours truly, Priest, from the Sleeper Hole Podcast. Thank you for what you did and what you served for us. Now, another one that people do know often is Randy Orton. You know, a lot of people know this because he's had it on his little documentary, as well as just common knowledge nowadays, it seems. But Randy Orton, son of Cowboy Bob Orton and all of that jazz, actually did serve in the U.S. Marine Corps for about a year. He went there, he tried it out, and he found out that it wasn't for him. Now, what makes it really hard for a lot of people is that Randy did go AWOL. He did leave without, you know, having the permission or anything like that. He just completely said, this isn't for me, and he escaped. Now, he did get everything straightened out and everything else, so it is what it is. I'm not going to say go at Randy good job I'm not gonna say shame on you Randy because it is what it is it's part of the past it's part of his history and you gotta accept it for what it is but he did try I mean a lot of people you know can't make it through the Marine Corps that's why they're known as the best of the best so he gave it a shot now one person who did make it through the Marine Corps and has been famous for his military persona is the great Sergeant Slaughter 
Hall of Famer of the WWE. He was actually in the Marine Corps, and he actually was a drill instructor there, which is where he actually got his nickname of Sergeant Slaughter, was through the cadets and troops that he would drill and you know guide and everything else. They gave him that alias. And then when he decided to go into the ring and join the WWE, or back then WWF, he decided to adopt that name into his actual persona as well and show his patriotism. So there's a lot of respect for him with that. And, you know, also, who can't be proud of a guy who not only served our nation and everything else, but was also great in the ring and had his own G.I. Joe character created after himself? I'm sorry, but that's just flippin' cool. During World War II, we had Classy Freddy, Classy Freddy Balassi join the U.S. Navy he was stationed in the Pacific Theater for over three years. So this guy, who we all know as an iconic, I believe, heelish type person, I believe, was not one that you would expect to be in the military. At least when I look at him, I don't believe it. I'm still befuddled by knowing that he was in this. Actually was a Navy military person, and he served in actual World War II, had all that stuff going on, that's not easy. I mean, that's something that, you know, I, I have to tip my hat to him. You know, a, another one to mention for World War II is Vern Genge. He was in the Marine Corps, and he was in during World War II, uh, and he had his time over there and dealing with all that stuff, too. So, I mean, a lot of great people from back in that time now, granted, we do got some more people that we're going to mention, but I just want you to think on those people we mentioned already. And because we mentioned some of the modern, but we also mentioned more of the classics. So, right now, I'm going to say this right here Road Dog, Zeb Coulter, Jesse the Body Ventura, Randy Orton, Sergeant Slaughter, Classy Blassie, and Vern Jern, or Vern Genge, sorry. I salute all of you and say thank you. Are you needing some good music to listen to to help you get through that work day? Or maybe you want to listen to some actual shows of people talking in your local area, have a good laugh, and listen to what they have to say. Well, let me tell you something here, 217. This is where you need to go. Go to 217radio.net and check them out. They have not only some of the top 40 hits going on to play, but they have some awesome shows in their roster, as well as new shows coming up constantly. I promise you will not be disappointed. There's a lot of great things going on there. And this is by a group of people here locally in the 217 area who want to provide you with the best shows and the best information of what's going on in your surrounding area. So again, 217radio.net, check them out. You know, before we get to two people that I know, at least people my age will going to recognize because we really did enjoy them back in the WCW days, I want to mention a few more people. I'm keeping those people as the uh, icing in, on the top and with candles and anything else for this big giant cake of military heroes. But let's go ahead and talk about some more people 
that, you know, they were actually once served as well, and I think they do deserve to be mentioned. You know, f- let's talk about first with the Navy. You have Jesse Neal. He was in the United States Navy, as well as Manny Fernandez and Conan. Now, the first two guys, I really don't know much about, to be honest with you. I never really got a chance to watch them, but Conan, or he was also called K-Dog, was part of WCW with the NWO Wolfpack, and also, you know, had a close bond with Rey Mysterio during a time when Rey ended up having to forfeit his mask, even though that was not what Rey wanted to do. Um, Conan is one that, if you really watch him in there in the ring and you keep uh, watch the tattoos i believe he actually has a tattoo that is a tribute to them to the navy but it's kind of neat to see that a lot of these guys and you're going to hear more of them came from a military backing and decided to go into the squared circle and it's kind of neat um for example with the, the marines you know like i said the big dogs the navy seals and the marines those are the big dogs we have Sergeant Craig Pittman and Arnold Scotland. And those two, I didn't really know much about them. I've looked them up and watched them a little bit. They are really impressive as well. And again, it's just great to see that these guys have something like this. And it's not like they have something to fall back on because wrestling is not something that you fall back on. You have to train, you have to work hard. But I feel like with their military experience, their discipline, and their rigorous training in the military, it did give them a little bit of a leg up because they're kind of used to some of the strength, the endurance, the cardio. Not saying that they're going to be completely ready for it because nobody's completely ready for what the WWE has, from what I've been told. But it definitely, I think, did give them some slight advantage. Now, here's some other ones, and these are all with the United States Army. I'm going to see if you can catch any of these, because I know some of them I had no idea about, but some of these I remember hearing, and I think it's really kind of cool. So first off, we have Ken Anderson, then there's Brian Crush Adams, and I do remember Brian Adams personally from watching him on shows, and we had Baron Von Raschke, Captain Lou Albano, and he was one I remember watching as well. We had Dutch Mantel, Dick Hutton, Professor Toru Tanaka, and of course ECW champion when they had the whole three brands going around, Bobby Lashley. And Bobby Lashley also is one who is well known because he was in the Battle of the Million, uh, Battle of the Battle of the Billionaires. Wow, that is a tongue twister. He also had a huge feud with the McMahons. He did a lot of things. He even had a great match against John Cena for a title shot. Bobby is one of those that is a very impressive gentleman. And with them talking about bringing back all these people into the brand extension, you know, bringing them back from the past and having them be contracted again. I feel he would be an ideal candidate. Do I see it happening? Mm, probably not. But he's definitely one that if they could get it to happen, he would be one to watch out for because I think it would be really, really impressive. Just saying. 
Now, I said I had two guys that I felt like were going to be definitely icing on the cake. Um, two that I actually did enjoy watching a lot when they were back in WCW and even in the WWE, or even, for one of them, back in the early WWF. Because these guys really gave it their all. They were very impressive with their wrestling abilities. And their personality fit them perfectly for what they were trying to do with their gimmicks. And maybe it's just that they mold their gimmicks around the personality. I don't know. But I think it's pretty neat. First one is one that you can definitely tell when you just by me mentioning the name. You'll be like, oh yeah, I, I can see it now. And that's Perry Saturn. Perry Saturn was in the Army. He served four years before being bumped up to an U.S. Army Airborne Ranger, which is the area that he really wanted and he succeeded in. Then he decided to join the Squared Circle, and you can still see a lot of that military-esque discipline and personality even when he was performing in the ring. The other guy, and this is one that I really was surprised with, so I want to see how many of you guys could picture this. Big Sexy Kevin Nash was actually part of the 202nd Military Police and was stationed at a NATO facility. That's right. The guy who was once a bouncer for a strip club also had served time in the military. I, I, I just can't picture it because his personality does not seem like one who would do that. Not saying anything bad about Kevin Nash's personality, but he just seems so laid back and you know, show off and everything else. He doesn't seem like the guy who would take orders and be, yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. But, you know, looks are deceiving. And maybe that's just something that he went through and he, I don't know how to say it without sounding insulting. And I don't mean this in an insulting any way, but he maybe deconstructed himself out of that military personality to be what we all see nowadays. Who knows? But, you know, again, Kevin Nash was actually part of the military as well. So, again, like I said to the beginning people, and I'm going to say it just in the simplest way, all you people who I have mentioned, all you people that I have shown some comment and respect to here, there's a long list, but thank you each and every one of you. I salute you. If I could, I would shake your hand. Because not only have you provided a great service to us in the military, you've also provided a great level of entertainment to us inside that ring. And you have been that escape that we all needed. That escape from the harsh reality by being in the wrestling world. But escape also from the horrors that could have came our way that you see in the third world nation sometimes. That makes you just cringe and worry about oh my gosh what is this world coming to you you guys by serving in our military have been ideal showing of what keeps us safe day in and day out and from the bottom of my heart I say thank you to each and every one of you well boys and girls that wraps it about up right here for us with this episode it's a shorty but a goody like I said, there's a lot of things going on. That's why this one's kind of short, because we're working out some kinks here. We're working out some little um, ideas and concepts. And I promise you, next time you hear from us, it's going to be a very good one. So stay tuned. Keep your eyes and ears open, because you never know what you're going to find out. 
keep in touch with our website, thesleeperhole.com, because as soon as we have stuff that we can actually publicly release to you about what's going on, you'll be the first to know right there on that site. Besides that, this is Priest saying I will talk to you guys again in two weeks' time, and I hope that you all stay blessed and have a wonderful, wonderful time. Thank you for listening to the Sleeper Hold Podcast. Don't forget to visit our website at thesleeperhold.com, comment on episodes, read our blog, find information about our quarterly charity, and more. See you next week.